0: Hey guys, it's Josh. I'm back. Well, one of the main features of the set is that, interspersed with some of my episodes, I'm going to do a bit of a comic set where I tell a story or maybe some jokes that I think some of you might find fun. It'll reveal a little bit about me, but I'm going to have each one try and give some advice that I've picked up over the years that I think will be helpful really to everybody, but particularly those who are younger who are going through their training. This is going to be my first one. This would be A lot better if you picture yourself in a nightclub, maybe with a martini or a Manhattan, something like that. You're here and you're ready to laugh. And this first one is titled, What's in a Name? The advice is really, always correct your own name. It's 1993. It's the night before my first medical school interview. I was a student at Princeton University, but I was really immature, I was really young. I mean, I was the same age as everyone who was a senior in college, but I was particularly young in the way I acted. My interview was at Cornell Medical School in Manhattan. I had taken the train up, the New Jersey Transit, up to Manhattan. I was staying the night in a friend's house, he actually had a Brownstone, or I should say his parents did, on the Upper East Side. No one was in the house and he lent me the keys. I had brought along just a backpack, and in my backpack I had my tan khakis, my blue button-down shirt, my blue tie, and my blue blazer. Pretty much the only outfit I would ever wear to anything formal. My hair was pretty long at the time, and I realized I hadn't shaved in a really long time because, you know, I was an undergraduate. In fact, I was a Russian major, so I thought it made me kind of cool not to shave. I looked a little like Dostoevsky. Well, I was about to go to bed in his house, and I realized... I hadn't brought a razor or any shaving cream or really any toiletries for that matter. So what do you do? Well, I started looking around my friend's bathrooms and uh, couldn't find a razor anywhere. I also looked in all the medicine cabinets, didn't find anything interesting there. So I came up with the plan that I would get up the next morning, get up a little bit early and go out and buy a razor and then come back and shave and get ready. So of course, I woke up kind of late. This was way before the days of iPhones, and I don't think I even had an alarm. And I realized I only had about 30 minutes before my interview. I thought that would be enough. I put on my tan khakis and my blue button-down shirt and my loafers. I decided to leave my blazer and my tie inside because I figured I'd come back. And in fact, I left my entire bag inside. I did have my wallet. I had my return ticket for the New Jersey Transit. I stepped outside the brownstone and I had this recognition, this thought that I had forgotten something. As the door was swinging closed, it was a really heavy door, and as I reached out to grab it, it was too late. It clicked shut, and I realized I'd forgotten the key to his brownstone. I tried the door. I couldn't get it open. Looked at the windows. There was just no way I was going to be able to get in. I had a few dollars in my pocket. That's about all I carried back then. I thought it would be enough. I don't think I even had a credit card. So I went up to one of those corner grocery stores, and I found some disposable razors. I had just enough money for the razors. I actually didn't have any money for shaving cream. Now, one little piece of information about me, for whatever reason, I hadn't actually started shaving with a real razor at this point. I was always using the electric razors. I didn't think that would be a big deal, so I went ahead and bought the razor, and I walked along the street for a while until I found a McDonald's. It was pretty early in the morning, something like 6:30, and I went into the McDonald's, and I went into the bathroom. There was no one in there, and in fact, there was a lock on the door. So I locked the door, I got my face a little bit wet, opened the buttons on my shirt a little bit, and I decided to go for it and start shaving. So I shaved, got all the hair off, and I looked at myself in the mirror and I looked good. And then I noticed these little red dots forming all over my face. I guess that's what they call razor burn. I started bleeding everywhere. I was standing there with a bunch of toilet paper, just holding it against my face, trying to get it to stop. I don't know if I have some bleeding problem or something, but it just kept going. It was getting all over my shirt, on the collar. It looked terrible. People were banging on the bathroom door and I kept saying, just a minute, just a minute. After about 10 minutes, I figured it was probably time for me to start going to this interview. So I left some toilet paper on my face and I opened the door and I walked out and I took off immediately in the wrong direction. That's something my friends know about me. I never know where I am really at any time. Pretty much my life changed when I got my first Garmin and I stopped getting lost everywhere I went. I still could use an intraoperative garment. I think it would help me find where the liver is and the spleen, the pancreas, all of those things. Anyways, I better not get into that in case any of my patients are listening. I started going and going, and realized I wasn't getting anywhere fast, eventually asked some people for directions. It's kind of embarrassing because it's not that complicated on the Upper East Side of New York, especially since a lot of the avenues are numbered, but somehow still I went in the wrong direction. Eventually I made my way to New York Hospital, I looked at my watch and I realized I was already 10 minutes late, maybe 20 minutes late. I ran into the building, took me a long time to find where I was going. Finally, I found the auditorium where they had all the prospective students that were meeting. I ran in, ran through the door, and the room was entirely empty. I guess I was pretty late by this point. I noticed up on the stage there was a table, and on the table there was an envelope. Something told me maybe that envelope was for me. Wouldn't you know it, when I went up there, it had my name on it. I opened it up and it said, Josh Mesrich had my first interview and it said it was in room 203B. I didn't know exactly what that meant. I went outside. I was able to find a janitor who helped me find, well, what he suggested was maybe I try going up to floor two. That was useful. So I went up to floor two and I was nervous at this point. I still just had my blue button down shirt and my tan khakis on no jacket, no name tag, hadn't combed my hair, probably still had some toilet paper on my face. I ran around a corner and I saw room 203. Before I could stop myself or think, is there an A or B? I knocked on the door and opened it. And there she was sitting there. I don't necessarily remember her name at this point. And as I opened the door, she said, hey, Jeremy, I remember for a second hearing that word Jeremy and thinking maybe somewhere deep in my mind that's not actually my name. I thought it was close enough, and I thought, what are the odds that someone else is late who has a name so similar to mine? So I went in and sat down. She opened up a file, or I thought it was my file, and started looking through it. She said, Jeremy, I was really impressed reading your file. That was my first clue that perhaps I wasn't actually Jeremy. She said, you did a lot of good work in college. I started to get nervous. She said, I see that you really like to sing. Well, that should have been a sign, I think. I mean, I personally think I'm a decent singer. I'm not going to sing for you right now. But there was a time in my life I was in a band. We sang the song Lola. I'm definitely not going to sing that right now. But I was wondering, how did she know that? I definitely didn't put that on my resume. She said, I see you were in this magical group and you guys went up to Canada and won this award. Now, wouldn't you know it, when I was in high school, I actually was in a singing group that went to Canada and won an award. Again, was not on my resume. But I decided I would just go for it. I said, you're right. Singing has really been an important part of my life. I talked about Toronto. I talked about winning that award and how great it was, how we hadn't won an award like that in so many years. I talked about how close I was to all the other people in the group. I was really just making it all up. Then she said, I see you really like to travel. I mean, it is true that I've been to Russia a number of times as a Russian major. But then when she said I had spent a lot of time in South America, I thought that was a bit problematic. Nevertheless, I bluffed my way through that. She saw that I was motivated to go into medicine because of an uncle that was a doctor. Well, I do have an uncle that was a doctor, so that seemed to work. At some point as this interview was going on, it occurred to me that it probably wasn't going to help me to get in, given that it was clearly not my interview. I still thought there was a way I could get out of this. You see, I didn't have a name tag. And I thought if I would just get out of that room somehow, perhaps I could still salvage this. So about halfway through a question that she was asking, I just suddenly stood up and I said, you know what, I think I'm in the wrong interview. And she was like, what, is your name Jeremy? And I said, no, no, I have to go. She said, what's your name? I said, don't worry about it. I turned, I opened the door and I stepped out. And wouldn't you know it, there's a kid just standing there. I said, hey, Jeremy, I warmed her up for you and walked out. As I came around the corner, I saw 203B. I went in there, made some apologies about being late, and uh, ended up having the best interview of my life. I ended up going to Cornell Medical School, and in fact, so did Jeremy. Believe it or not, that interview was not the only time I neglected to answer to my actual name. There was a second time, I guess it took two for me to realize it's okay to correct your name. At this point I was a third year medical student and I was on my surgery rotation. It was one of my earliest rotations. And at the time I wasn't so sure I wanted to go into surgery but I thought it was intriguing. We all got there super early in the morning. I remember it so well, being nervous, showing up at 4.30 in the morning, rounding in the dark, waking patients up, writing the notes, all of that. then running off to the operating room, not eating or drinking because I was so nervous. Eventually we got out of the operating room and I was on the chairman's service. Dr. John Daly was his name, not the golfer, although I do wish it was the golfer. That probably would have been a lot of fun. Although I'm guessing the surgeries wouldn't have gone that well. Um, Dr. Daly was really amazing. I, uh, I still interact with him today and he doesn't actually remember this story, but I swear to you it's true. But he would go on rounds and we would always have a big group of people there, the med students, the residents, the nursing teams, even some other attendings. He would go patient to patient and he would have the medical student present the patient. And then we would go in and examine the patient and talk to the patient. It was really like this old school surgical rounding. Well, it turns out I was up first and I had seen a patient who had an early pancreatic cancer that he was planning to resect. He turned to me and he said, okay, Joel, why don't you go ahead and present this patient? I think I thought I heard him say the name Joel, although I'm not entirely sure. I figured it was best just to go forward. That was my first mistake. I started presenting the patient. After maybe 30 seconds or so, he interrupted me and said, Joel, let me start asking you some questions. What were this patient's first symptoms? At this point, I was sure he said Joel, but I figured, hmm, I didn't correct him the first time. Probably just leave it. It's pretty close to Josh. So I went ahead and answered that question. He interrupted me about 10 times, and he was so clear about calling me Joel every time that eventually it was really uncomfortable. I could see my friends, the other medical students, giggling and laughing to themselves. And I kind of thought it was funny too. I mean, I could be Joel, maybe this would be fine. It didn't like occur to me that this could play out badly for me in the future. Eventually we went into the patient's room and he was like, Joel, why don't you examine this patient in front of us? That was kind of funny because the patient actually knew my name was Josh, but he seemed to be in on the joke and he was cool with it. This went on for a long time. Finally, we finished with that patient and got outside. We moved on to the next patient, and it occurred to me, I better correct my name. So as he started talking, I said, Dr. Daly, can I? And he says, Joel, your part is done now. You'll get to talk later. And that was that. So then I told my team for the rest of the month, I'm just going to go by Joel. Somehow that seemed a reasonable way to go. It was a really busy service, and uh, I worked really, really hard that month. Really enjoyed it. It's actually when I decided I would go into surgery. But I was Joel the whole month. I knew at some point I would have to go to Dr. Daly and ask him for a letter of support. And I wondered how it would look when I told him at that point that, by the way, my name's not Joel. I thought there was a way I could work around that. I would just tell him my name was Jeremy. Well, it didn't quite get that far because on the last day on service, uh, I was scrubbed into an operation. Now, we had been up all night the night before. We were all exhausted. We were doing an APR or an abdominal perineal resection. A little bit technical there, but anyways, I was standing between the patient's legs because the patient was up in stirrups, and then the chief resident was standing on one side and the resident on the other side, getting things started. I was so tired that I was leaning pretty hard against one of the patient's legs. I mean, to be honest, I was falling asleep. At some point during the operation, Dr. Daly poked his head in because he was getting ready to scrub, and he noticed that I was leaning on this patient's leg. He didn't think that was going to be good for the patient, so he said, somewhat quietly, Joel. Then he said it again a little bit louder, Joel. Then he said it pretty loud, Joel. Now I didn't really respond for a couple of reasons. One, I was half asleep and two, it's not actually my name. So it didn't really occur to me that he was calling to me. All of a sudden my chief resident who thought this whole thing was so stupid already turns to Dr. Daly and says, his name's Josh, it's not Joel. Dr. Daly turned to me and he actually has this Southern accent and he said, What kind of a man wouldn't correct his own name? Well, I was ready for that. I told him it was my middle name.